Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, it's the Red Men Podcast. I am Paul Machin, Chris Pajak and Steve Hoare join me for this one. As ever, it's like the third one we've done. Um, it's been so, fun though. Yeah, yeah, it's been 100% of us so 100% far. 100% fun. Yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. of time, it works every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched that again the other week actually. It's, um, it's a lot of funny as you remember it. I disagree. Some of it is. It's some, really funny. Some of it, some of it isn't. Okay. It's probably because there's comedy sh- comedy programs and films and all, all that kind of stuff that become are so parodied and so overused that that you guys like watching the Naked Gun films now they're brilliant but it's been done a million that escalated quickly is amazing but like if I'd not seen that every single day on social media for the last three years it would have. Happened. I am known to use that our big deal gif on more than one occasion as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm, Listen, I'm a basic human man. I like I like the, the basic of basic comedies. That yeah. I'm, I'm very much of the masses. Yeah, 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 exactly. Coca-Cola and missionary. Socks on. <laughs> Come on, he's more than that. He's Dr. Pepper most of the time. You know this? Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Socks on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't so. want to miss the sock cap, to be fair. Like, yeah, we are going to be... There's a, there's a window where you've got to take the socks off, or you're just the man in socks having sex. I miss that window. Deliberately. Regularly. I, I get cold toes. It's fine. Let's move on. Circulation issue. Yeah. There's only so much blood. Uh, and, and <laughs> increasing <laughs> amount of space. Okay. Say, no, um, basically going. there going, I'm only going to take them off for two minutes. Is there any point? No, we remember a few, a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks ago, when I said a giraffe getting a sore throat. Me losing all the blood into one place is very much yeah. a lie. Right. It's a lie. <laughs> a lie. Um, That's a lie. It's such a lie. It's been a busy old week for Liverpool Football Club uh, and ourselves. We're going to talk about some of the things that have happened and some of the things likely to happen. Uh, we'll go back to Forest at the weekend, talk about the FA Cup draw, um, a little bit on the fact that Manchester City are top of the Deloitte Money League due to revenue. Okay, uh, we're going to have a little laugh at Everton, because um, <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, because it is the international break, so there isn't a game for us directly to look forward to, so we will do a little bit more on the bits and pieces around us. Um, there is a kickoff question before we get into all of that. It comes from Owen Slater, who is one of our club legend subscribers on Redman Plus. Oh, oh, by the way, I just want to point out, if you're watching this on YouTube... Uh, we have updated our logo to the Accru style in celebration of the release of Jay Pearson's incredible Accru story documentary, which is streaming now on Redmen Plus. More um, on all that a little bit later on. But anyway, Owen Slater, you can go back and wrap one Liverpool player, past or present, in cotton wool so they are never injured. Who would you pick and what changes will it have made slash make to the history books? 
Um, Chris Pajak, who's put an inordinate amount of thought into Yeah, it. I, I I don't like these because of, we were talking about it before, the butterfly effect and stuff and what it means for, for different things. So I've got a short list of, of players. I'll maybe talk about my short list after you've done yours. Um, the player that I'm going to go for is Alison Becker, um, prior to the Atletico Madrid game where <laughs> Adrian comes in in the Champions League. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't make any impact to the Premier League. Like We've, we've, we've won that, but we might win a European Cup. Yeah. If Adrian Adrian's not playing, and yeah. so so that is the 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 most to gain, but the least to lose type yeah. of thing. Liverpool end up in that weird summer tournament thing in the Champions League instead of having a summer off is the only potential knock on. But then again, the season that followed couldn't have gone any worse. So, but then again, maybe Allison. Then get injured and in the season. You can never get injured again, though, can he? You can't get injured ever again. Never injured again. Ah, okay, sounds cool. Well, I'll have that then. Yeah, that's good. It's a good answer. I was thinking Mo Salah the second before Sergio Ramos grabs him, just like yeah. But then the the butterfly effect of if if we win that cup final, does that mean we just keep carriers and we don't get Allison and we don't invest again? So that's the butterfly effectness of it. But I'm quite happy thinking just having most out of every game would be quite awesome. But we've almost got there anyway. So my answer is actually Trent. Just before the... Uh, it doesn't matter but when. Just what, in general. Just Trent. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to when we had to play City at home and, and with all due respect to James Milner. He'd done well the week before at right back, but then Phil Foden just toasted him. Now, we might have toasted Trent. He absolutely mm-hmm. might have, but, I'm giving, but I think if we can guarantee Trent on the pitch for 11... You know, 38 games of Premier League football, and he's always fit and firing. It's the one area of the squad that I don't think we've got good cover for. It's yeah. a good shot. Every, like, I hate when we miss Virgil, but at least Matip, Canate, Gomez is is a is more than adequate. I think we are really struggling when when we don't have Trent, and we, we might see that in a few weeks' time. So I'm going to just give me Trent all the time, every time. I have decided that the butterfly effect be damned. Yeah. Okay. And I have gone Fernando Torres. Okay. Because I think Liverpool win lots more under Rafael Benitez if Fernando Torres is available for more than five games at a time at any period during his time at Liverpool Football Club. Um, with the greatest respect to David Ngo and his ability as a backup for us, you just think about that. And even like the, the, How the, great the, is the respect? Um, the greatest that I can offer yeah. uh, is that I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> 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 I, remember, I had a feeling it might be somewhere <laughs> on that level. You'd, re- you'd remember this name, yeah. yeah. That's that's what it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that lads. Well, that's no, that's that's no great respect on my part because no. I have an encyclopedic. Okay. Uh, and also, like I remember his name, and it's not for good reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a cracker against Arsenal first game of the Scorless season. Scored against Man once. Yeah, Rainers runs the pitch. Why not? Um, the um, yeah, I'd go with I'd go with Torres because, I, and here's the thing. Here's my thoughts on the butterfly effect. Having watched. And without spoiling the Adam Project for on Netflix at the moment, but there's a nice notion in there of like, you know, if things are meant to be, they're meant to be. And Liverpool and Klopp were so destined for each other that they'd have found their way to one another regardless. Um, so, hi, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I mean, just to know what you're in here for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop, wait, what's going on? Steve's he's, he's touching Steve inappropriately, ladies and gentlemen. I don't really know why. Uh, Steve's mic's facing the wrong way. <laughs> Um, Chris, I will continue to talk. Yeah, I I want to know people's thoughts on this. If you're watching this or or, uh, or listening to it live, um, then by all means, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let us know your Liverpool player, uh, past or present, that you're wrapping cotton wool so they're never injured. Um, Can I tell you my two other options yeah, then while, while we go? So, Daniel Sturridge, because I wanted to see what he would yeah. be able to do, uh, but I'm scared of the butterfly effect. So, sorry, is that so? Have we fixed that now? Oh, so it's no just idea. facing the other way now. Why don't we just spin the, the, map, the pop shield around if yeah, it's facing the right way? You absolutely can do. I just turned around. Okay. Um, so Daniel Sturridge, because I wanted to see what he was able to do, and know. also Marcus Babbel would, but I'm yeah. not sure it actually affects trophies won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So it's tough because do Liverpool get closer after 2001 to league titles with Marcus Babbel? Not 100 percent sure. Probably closer so with Owens. Well, Owens injuries Bobble. all came really after Liverpool, didn't they? I mean, he well, had some early on in well, his career. But is it his? Even he says himself, doesn't he? Is the hamstring injury he does for Liverpool? Ruins his life. Exactly, is what is what it does. So it's like no, no, but it's I, prior I, I, to I considered I considered Michael Owen mm. and I was like, fuck him, he went to Manchester United. <laughs> Sad. So even if even though it would benefit Liverpool. Well we found his true colours out, didn't we? Interesting point. Yeah. Sturridge is a good one because we always remember th- obviously 13, 14, Sturridge can't play that Chelsea game, can he? Um that's why Aspas has to go and take a fucking corner. So he would be again. It's it's if you don't believe in butterfly effect because if Rogers wins the league as he our manager for the next twenty years and adores because you absolutely love him. But if you don't believe in the butterfly effect, then that's that's another one because that was a heartbreaking one. So if you had storage fit all that time because we'd obviously we was we was Sands Jordan at that point as well. It, it just felt a little bit like we were running out of steam. Is there just just let just have Gerard not be injured for his whole career? Be nice. Yeah, but. Yeah. Think about how many, like how we had to protect. He carried yeah, that I, team, I, but again, also we had thought, to protect I th- them. I thought about Stephen Gerrard, and I was like, "Is that not what drives him on to to be better in the latter part of his career? Because he missed so much football up until the age of twenty, didn't mm. he? And he had those was it growing pains and issues with his he back spiked and his all foot that on, type a, on, of a, stuff. on a fork. Now <laughs> yeah. you know he changes the way that he plays because of that, and does that actually end up extending his career? I don't know. Like, but these are all things that like you, you, I I consider a lot of players for this, and and like no one's mentioned Virgil last season. Mm. Like what happens? And admittedly, what happens is probably we play Virgil and Fabinho at the back more. Um, you know, Nat Phillips doesn't get a game and all that type of stuff. So Virgil might be just a solid shout. You know, we might we might do a lot better, but then Allison doesn't score a header, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely. You did too. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Um... Question, Robbie Fowler's first question. major injury says um, Rick HT. I think it's a decent. That's it again. I, I'd much rather Robbie Fowler not get injured than Owen. Yeah, just because we liked him more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can go with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, well that's it. He does his he does his shit, doesn't he? He's, he's in the time. And, and, um, and he's never quite the same. Dave Ock against fucking that blue nose yard dog oh Villarreal yeah for, um, for Funes Mori yeah I'm sorry his brother played for them anyway yeah, it yeah, was him but yeah. he, and, he, and Divock was about to hit superstar I think and I'll listen again Butterfly Fact he goes on to still do amazing things but I actually thought Divock was on his, he was just starting to be like proper number nine and he was having a really good season and then, and then that idiot ended him for like three years like he was wiped off the face of the earth but the comeback story of Divock makes that makes it like you know what, maybe, maybe he, can, he can lose an Achilles. <laughs> I'm more like, I'm more like, but then he come yeah. back in the end. There's uh, a couple of, sorry, Paul, there's a couple of, like, outside shouts that aren't going to make, make any difference to trophies. Outside shouts. Outside shouts. <laughs> sorry, I've been at the caravan, Paul. Uh, we have lots of outside shouts over there to free, that I use a lot. Podcast extra we're going to be talking about. <laughs> um, Danny Ings, I'd love to see what his Liverpool career would have been like mm. without the injuries. 
and Jose Enrique as well, because I think we had our left back issue sorted for a while, and then we go into the wilderness for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, but I don't think they actually make any Fabio difference. Fabio Aurelio for that. Well, that's, that's, a great, that's a better shot. Yeah, Fabio yeah. Aurelio. Yeah. I like that. I was a fan. But Danny Ings, I, I I thought you might have an outside shout at Danny Ings. Because I know you, you had a really... real thing for Danny Ings. Yeah. You? I like Danny Ings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because of those, that. I, I I had great respect for that Instagram photo. And his girlfriend was so fit yeah, at the time. Yeah. And he t- there's a photo of him just sit- sitting there. And it, she she took the photo so you can see her, see her in the mirror or whatever behind. I just thought, he's playing for Liverpool. He's a really upbeat, happy guy. And is, uh, he's living his best life off the pitch as well. Like, I mean, I got a real... Yeah, and obviously Jürgen, Jürgen loves him to bits. Um, if he could just score the winning goal for Aston Villa uh, against Man City yeah, later on in the season. This is absolutely splendid. You've loosened the wrong thing, for a, I think, for the start. It's okay. It's absolutely it's this, fine. It's this, so you can spin it round. Oh, well, there you go. Then why didn't you just say that? Because, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, just, just leave it, doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep your, keep your answers coming in. Uh, Andy, Andy Carroll, the myth. It's uh, so Sunset Boulevard, yeah, God. No, I'm kind of happy he got his injuries, you. to be honest with you. Um, if you've got any questions... He might still be turning up at the back end of seasons for... I oh, know he couldn't. I'm just happy he got his injuries, it's fine. Happy, okay, fine, we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, he wasn't well, good enough to take us where we needed to go. Even if he was fully fit. Especially. Especially. Yeah, if that, if that meant he, if, 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 if rather than Cotton Ball meant he didn't go and get off his barn at a festivals every summer, <laughs> then maybe he might have been a slightly better footballer as well, but who knows. Um, right, allegedly. Um, no, but seriously, you've, you've all seen the photos of him in the red cap, right, it doesn't matter. Um, right, okay, Sam. Okay, I'm leaving it. It's making it worse. Sorry, shouting at me. Sorry. Stop fiddling. Stop touching things. Stop touching your nuts. Right, Sal. Um, right, let's move on. Uh, who knows wins our sponsor on the podcast for the rest of the season, um, where we uh, last week did the pick ten league. My words. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Make if you I win, win a rich man. Um, <laughs> who did you pay to do your picks? I, 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 did, I did them live in front of Steve. Maybe that was the thing. Because I had to be sensible on it this time. You need an audience to perform. Um, I, I want to say I am capable of performing. <laughs> I perform better in front of an audience. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the pick 10 week, uh, league last week, we had to pick for uh, what we thought would be win, draws, or, or the team winning. From <laughs> um, <laughs> 10 fixtures. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, yeah, you don't have to get all 10, which is the beauty of who knows wins. I got nine That's out incredible. of 10 this week. And you it must have won money. I unfortunately tenor or something like yeah. If I can, we get the results up from um, yes, I from, can from from last time. We get the league up. Um, so I um, yeah, it was all going spiffingly, but I had Leicester Brentford as a draw, and obviously Leicester were two 0 up, and then Brentford scored with about ten minutes to go. If they'd bagged that equaliser, I'd have got all ten, and I think I would have. Been, it was about four hundred and something quid. I think the first. Four hundred eighty-one pounds and twenty-eight of the pennies. Now, yeah. if one, but if you'd have got into that, then maybe it'd have been slightly less. But you'd have won about four hundred quid. Load. So there was, uh, how many people got? Oh my God, what? Oh my gosh, I broke it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. People got ten out of ten. Got four hundred eighty quid. Yeah. I to be fair, I think in cup games that makes sense because. There was a lot of big favourites. Yes. I just decided in my I came last, not to back them all, which was idiotic. The West Brom draw um, yeah. kicked me on in a big yeah. in, in a big way because they draws. You realise this draws are actually ridiculously difficult to 
to, to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, you, you more often than not, you just go with the, the, the home teams. Like I, I, I used to do accumulators out. all the time on just four draws across like the top few leagues and stuff like that. And I remember, I remember winning four hundred and something quid on that a, a few years ago around Christmas. It literally just paid for me Christmas, which was brilliant. Like, can on. we? Sorry, before we move on, can we just draw attention to who was bottom of the Redman League? Yeah, it was me. I Steve Billy Big Bollocks. Did you have high five week? on the stairs? Yeah. You literally just swap positions. I, you? I, um, I, over, I overthought it. I, I, well, I backed Southampton to draw with City, and I thought I was in good. I was in good nick until I very much until wasn't. They absolutely wiped the floor. With yeah, them. yeah, um, yeah. Listen, I've had, I've had better days. I again, I had the, I had the Brentford draw that you referenced. I think. Um, but yeah, listen. It was still the got the hat. Yeah, no. Reese guys, where's the hat? Uh, listen. My thinking is now we just the next time the hat comes, we just don't worry about the backlog of the hat. No, anymore. we'll take it in. Well, everyone who's, who's lost gets to has to wear it. Ah, listen, we'll, we'll that's debatable. Okay, I'll wear the hat. No, it's okay, to the most recent person oh. to lose. Uh, Give it two weeks, lads. We've always done that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right in saying that you, Charlie, and Cy were all at the bottom last week? Uh, and I defo was. Yeah, it's been a flip reverse. Char- yeah, Ross go. has been like constant six. It's kind of like Ross's life that just like just like constantly just above average. Okay. Yeah, that's well, that's good. But as we said, this is what we were aiming for in in, in this game. It's just to be in, be in contention um, and not be not don't be, don't wear the hat, but don't necessarily have the highs. And this is when you fall and fall of your own hubris by being like, "I'm boss at this. I'm dead good. I know loads about footy." And then you're bottom of the league. Um, and I, we've, we've literally not spoken about my results three weeks. So yeah, that's great. Exactly. I'm, in a, I'm in a great position yeah, exactly. here. I don't, I'm not getting quizzed Chris, at all. Can we have a vest of mediocrity, please? <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> mediocrity. Mr. Mediocrity. Um, right, there's another that's league. That's wrestler name. There's another league <laughs> this week. Yeah, if you download the app, the link is in the description uh, underneath, yeah. uh, which looks good for us if you get it on that. And then there's n- there's nine in, because there's been a fixture postponement. Can we so show you on the screen? Yeah, so if you, if, you, if you download the Who Knows app, uh, we who knows wins app rather for those of you who are watching along you can see on the screen there you head click on the top slider there to the pick 10 league if you're listening along I'm sure this makes sense as well yeah and then there's this week's games there's some international friendlies as well which pro into the mix but how's your league one knowledge but Wimbledon Cambridge all I can see there like neither Lots of them of losses. Lot, they're both shit apparently and yet you can't pick L <laughs> yeah no, but, um, <laughs> Doncaster versus Charlton. How's your, how's your league one knowledge going there? 95% of people are picking Charlton. I might just follow the crowd on that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, Ipswich, oh my God, Plymouth have won like loads of games, apparently. Flying. So yeah, Plymouth looks like they're nailed on there. We've got Chef Wed versus Cheltenham. I thought Cheltenham was a race course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Shrewsbury versus Lincoln. Oh, there's, there's a lot of action on Shrewsbury. <laughs> and then we've got international friendlies. Nobody's predicted Ireland to get any further Belgium. <laughs> 100% of people are picking Belgium to go to Ireland and win, which is understandable. Everyone's picked England to beat Switzerland as well in a friendly. Ooh, that's a good draw written all over. It, it right? might have that, yeah. Spain versus Albania. Unsurprisingly, everyone's going for Spain in that one. Denmark going to hot to the Netherlands. 5% are going for the draw, 95 yeah. going for the Netherlands. And then, when did we drop Holland as a thing to call the Netherlands? Um, well, I, I finally, yeah, I, isn't the reason Holland's a part of the Netherlands? I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 is that why? Yeah, I think so. I got told off when we did like Redmen Euros years ago to stop calling I, Ireland era because I just had that stuck in my head from an old tracksuit manager game on the on the Amiga from back in the day and I always thought it was like, that's quite good. Like, like saying international, like instead of saying Inter Milan, it's like, oh, that shows I've got a great to know. I should be like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, okay, sounds yeah, fine. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you say, fine. Yep, yeah, cool. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. Don't tread on Irish toes. Don't tread on Irish toes. Don't, don't, don't mess those Dutch. 
there. Don't mess there's with probably us. a reason that he want to be called the Netherlands that we're not clever enough to know. But yeah, let's go for it. Here's a question for you, by the way, before we crack on. I've asked this. I've asked this in other places. Why does each country and language have their own name for different for for other countries? Why not? Because they think they're the, the most important country and language. It's it's, it's that, isn't it? Like, Hubris. Yeah. Like, actually. The French do it right sometimes, don't they? When it's like, it, what is it? Is it f- a descriptive version it, of it? Well, no. Sometimes they just use the word because the English came up with it. Sometimes I can't remember. I, the I French remember the don't example. like French as a as a rule in language. Don't like new words, yeah. so they tend to use. They tend to describe what it is rather than create a new a new word in in that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why you end up with like magnetoscope instead of. Uh, Cassette, so whatever the French is for postponed, that's what Morgan versus Oxford is because of international calls. So there's only nine games to pick from there, so you might nine might be enough this week. But yeah, uh, mm, get involved. Who the knows link wins? in the description, as mentioned, you don't need to get all ten. So that's the difference between that and an Acha. And an Acha, obviously, you're aiming for perfection, whereas this one, as I see, even I, and this, I'll be honest, a little disappointing that nine didn't get me more, but also in reality. It was an easier week, quite clearly, and I've done well in the easier week, which actually is more disrespectful to Steve's abilities when you really think about it, because even in an easy week, he couldn't do it. But the proof is, if I can do it, then you can do it too. So get involved uh, and hopefully get yourself a little bit of dough as well, which is nice. Come responsibly. Um, and of course, make sure that you do all that good stuff as well. And uh, yeah, do just click the link, download it. It's good fun. If you don't want to, by the way, if you're not into all that kind of stuff, then please don't feel forced. We're going to do it. We're having a good laugh with it. Um, but you can just enjoy it tangentially. Enjoy it vicariously through us if you're uh, not into that whole thing. But yeah, other than that, let's move on. Um, last game, Forest, uh, Liverpool. Uh, Steve, it was, a, it was a tough game but you know the, the thing that ultimately strikes me I think we have a, a tough way of analysing these games when you're playing teams lower down the football pyramid and you looked at the quality that Liverpool put out but Liverpool made seven changes for a football match and were able to by hook or by crook get across the line that's a good thing and it's also a good thing that really beyond this next five minutes or something, we'll we'll just remember that Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest and got to the semis more than anything else. Literally, isn't it? Quarter final, last game of a, of a massive slog. Um, so it was just getting by it. And um, I, I said again, me and Chris both were on the final way. So on Redmond Plus this weekend, we basically said like it was a no, it was a almost a lose lose. Liverpool. If you win Nottingham, beat Nottingham Forest, it is what it is. You beat Nottingham Forest, if you lose, you know the quads over, and it's a big, it's one of the biggest results of the season. There was lads who needed minutes. There was lads who were injured. Lads who need rest, and I think it all played into it. Like I think Jurgen was lucky. He, he did pick a strong team. Like I think he wanted to pick a stronger team as pretty much he had, other than the fact that he was desperate to give Sadio rest. The rest were, were enforced changes, pretty much, wasn't he? So he's gone as strong as maybe he thought he could in terms of medically and stuff. And, and listen, again, like you said, I, I don't remember we were in the quarterfinals when we won the league cup. In that treble season, it's mm-hmm. I, I could work it out by going back in my head. I think it might be Aston Villa, maybe. But going, you know, all, all intents and purposes, and I think that's wrong. Actually, I think it was hopefully awful. Anyway, well, it, pro- it proves your point. It proves, yeah, yeah. It's like no one cares. All we'll care about is finals and who's lifting shiny trophies yeah. at the end of it. And yeah. you just get through it. And I, I said that I think the break actually come at a good time for us now. Not only in terms of legs and, and physicality, but also mentally. It's been a tough run. It's been a it's been you, you've had to be perfect just to close the gap to a point. Yeah. Like we were perfect, and we're not even top of the league yet. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a it's been a tough slog. So just that was like the last step of the you know climbing the mountain and, and the last ones hard to get. To, to uh, that's them. I think that's absolutely spot on, and we, we've spoken about this, Chris, and that what this period was all about. 
it was it's the boring stuff. It's the stuff. It's the stuff that goes underneath. It's stuff that you'll never see. And you'll never talk about again. Well, of course, we'll talk about the League Cup final. But it's like uh, to the point. I've we, we did the silverware stories of the two thousand one treble season. And I've written the scripts for the FA Cup and for the and for the Premier. I'm finishing in the Premier and the and the and the UEFA Cup win as well. But you do largely go. Yada yada yada, you're in the final. Yada yada yada, the rest, of the, you know, the, to the point in which you're in the, in the decisive games. The deci- we we yet to see what those decisive games are because we're not in the future yet. And that's that's all. This is all about. This is just like laying the groundwork is the is, is I suppose the simplification of it all. That's doesn't mean it's you know doesn't add to the fun of of it being this period because there's so much pressure on us now. 2001 is different because we're flying by the seat of our pants and and it's. Liverpool haven't been good for a long time. There's probably more pressure that comes with it externally and maybe and maybe internally as well because he talks about that 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 need for perfection. But really, yeah, that's what this was. It was just hopefully when we get back from the international break, that's when you start to yeah, reap the benefits. You know, it. when I think back to 2001 and we were going to was it the one four in town for a lot of the games and stuff like that. Like you know, wherever the age where you can go out drinking and stuff like that, we're, we're able to go and enjoy that for the first time really of Liverpool going into Europe and all that type of stuff on our own terms and doing well in it as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, we do that every year and there's a pressure that comes with that and uh, you know, you've know you got to get so far for it to even be a success in, in, in the season, you know what I mean? And you know you, you go out at the group stage of the Champions League and it's an absolute disaster. Whereas here, you know, when you first get back into the Champions League, it's just nice to be there yeah. and go and have six games in the Champions League, isn't it? Yeah. Um, whereas now that's all changed. The pressure's there, of course. What I loved about the, the game at the weekend, and I said this to Steve yesterday, is I started writing the agenda for the final word and I was like, it's a nice mix of youth and experience. I was like, no, scratch that, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a mix of experienced players and experienced players lack of minutes and and talk about laying the foundations for the rest of your season you're given the experienced players that don't have minutes minutes and you don't know when you're going to need them next and that's important so it's it's really important that these lads got through that 90 against Nottingham Forest got the result because you don't know who you're going to need in the next few weeks and stuff like that like it's already looking like we may or may not need an understudy to turn to Alexander-Arnold so Gomez playing a game there is a good thing, even if you're planning on Milner, yep. because you might need Gomez somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, so for, for me, with a couple of days looking back on the game, it's just great to go through, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, no, com- completely on that. It's, it's like anything, isn't it? You, you just, yeah, there's, there's a, it's either ends in silverware or it doesn't, and if it ends in silverware, you're not asked, and it, and ultimately, if it falls short. You're asked because you've gone out, but how you got to that stage becomes irrelevant. So ultimately, it is irrelevant how you get through, particularly in cup football, because cup football can go all different kind of ways. If you if the best team always won, then there wouldn't be all these magic of the FA Cup stories. It would be another. I mean, the, the, the League Cup largely the best team that wants to go for the League Cup normally wins the League Cup. Because that's actually <laughs> not, squad. Yeah, exactly. It's not always true of the FA Cup. So that's why you end up with Millwalls and Middlesbroughs and Wiggins and stuff in those in those in those kind of I situations. I think as well, Paul. I think like I think it's like off we've been winning, but we haven't been great. And that's why I think, again, this game was almost like the culmination. I bet if you had one more game, that might have been the game where you dropped points yes. or you lost it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we were we were almost at the point now where we, we, it's been a, it's been a slog. Particularly it's, because it's Forest as well. Like it, yeah. it adds, I think it adds to the slog yeah. because there is a thing of going, 
we should be beating these and you know and underestimating that they're going to come out give everything they've got a whole they'll be geared everything in their DNA of that match is geared up towards causing an upset trying to stop you from doing your since thing since Leeds really that's 6-0 I think we've won we, we keep winning but it hasn't been brilliant it hasn't been dominating Liverpool has it I, I, again I think like it, there's lads who are lacking sharpness lads who are lacking minutes then we get injuries and then there's a Covid out, little mini Covid outbreak over have you so it just feels like we got we got over the line in that one and then we just we, we need someone to come over us. And you know that big silver blanket at the end of a marathon. Yeah. This international break is, is very much the, we're getting wrapped in the tinfoil of of recovery Round now. The because, gas and air. Yeah, we we, we 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 just about got there and we got there because we're quality and, and the quality of player we've got who can just do something out of nowhere and make a, a magic moment out of nowhere. And ultimately, in the last few games, we've got that. Like Arsenal, we, when we beat them, we were good, but it's you know it was two moments, bang bang, and and again at, at Nottingham Forest, it was. You get a bit of luck because they'll add Mr. City, go down the other end, great cross, great finish. Just that, that, that extra bit of quality shone in the end. But I, I think, like I say, not to reiterate too much, is that I think that was a, a tough game in terms of where it was in the calendar. And I think everyone now would be happy just to go, even if they are going to fly and play for England or Ireland or wherever they're going all across the world now, just a break from it. Just yeah. get a week away and then you can come back for Watford and go, right, we switch on again. Yeah. It's hard. I think it's hard to be so switch on all the time, all the time, focus, focus, next game, next and, game. And, next. and I actually think it's interesting because Klopp referenced a couple of times, particularly with like Arsenal, how many times Arsenal have played since we last played them. Liverpool have played 13, double time, whatever. Double, yeah. yeah, effectively double the amount of games. It's on his mind. And again, they all know. And I think that goes back into the whole... Go and get your break at the end of January. Go and recharge the batteries because when you come back, it's this. And then Robbo's talking about getting back for the international break and being foot to the floor to the end of the season. They've 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 clearly chunked the season up to psychologically help them help them get through it. Um, just moving it forward, then obviously we saw the the, the semi final draw as in depth as it was. It was probably Farley pulling four circles out of a out of a cloth. Um, not quite how we would have had it. I think we'd have all preferred Crystal Palace, to be perfectly honest. Um, because ultimately, and I, th- I think this works both ways. If you want to win trophies, you- you're going to have to play City or Chelsea in this in this world at some point down the line. I think this adds this does add to the anxiety and the stress of it all, particularly City, because they've got the- whether their orders cracking. In other ways, it doesn't feel like that to us, because you still know that we're capable of beating them, but they they feel increasingly in the last couple of years capable of beating us more than you know. They certainly felt felt like we we had their number for a little while, um, but it, it, it kind of is what it is. You yeah, know, you've got to kind I, of take I, it at face value. I, I genuinely believe that the squad doesn't think like us as fans. Mm. They're the hunted in this scenario. That's what that's what Manchester City. Yeah, Liverpool are the hunters. They're coming for their trophy, their Premier League title. That's what they're after. They've closed the gap. Man City are on the back foot. Make no mistake about it. They're very much backs against the wall, doing everything they can to keep Liverpool off them. Yeah. Liverpool are there to maul them. Liverpool want these type of things. They don't tell me the squad don't want to have an opportunity for greatness. I'm a shit house. Yes. I don't want to play Manchester City in games yeah. because of the idea that find that way not good enough. Yeah. You think a fucking sportsman thinks like me? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, a sportsman opposite. wants the exact opposite. They want to go up against the best, beat the best, and be the best. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And Manchester City right now are running scared I believe Liverpool are after them their focus has been there Manchester City have focused on the Liverpool game in a defensive point of view for months now yeah you're right and listen 
We're probably going to have to both of them. You say you've got to, you've got to be City or Chelsea to win trophies, but we're probably going to have to be. The odds are that Chelsea will get through Palace, so we're going to have to run the goal on to both of them. Mm-hmm. But again, like just for the FA Cup, and that literally just yeah. And then listen, there's a there's a option of more than very much could be in the Champions League final where the draws point out. So it might be again if we get that far. Touch what we do. We've got to go through it again. But I think these are three of the top five teams in Europe. I think. Yeah. Indeed. I think I'd throw obviously Bayern Munich in there, and then it's, I was thinking Madrid until the other day when they got absolutely blown away. But in general, the, we're in the league where the, and in the competitions now where we're, this is where we are because we're all so good. And I, I'd say I think us in City and the league shows are just a step, a level above Chelsea, but it's a very small level. It's it's, it's a, so you're right in, in saying. Ideally, the draw would have been let them two knock each other out. And one of them get knocked out in the semis. We'll hopefully take care of Crystal Palace, and we'll 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 pick up the remains of whoever you've got left in the final. Liverpool are gonna have to run the gauntlet, and we're more than capable of doing so. And ultimately, my my thinking is if if you if you're the best team in the competition, then you, then you'll win it. Mm-hmm. And we've just got to we but we, it, it is more difficult, and it's more difficult where the semi-finals is placed within the calendar as well. I think it's hard. It is. It's hard because again, this is where we're at. We haven't had to experience this now for. It's been two years. Coming well, this is this is the third year since we really had to go up against Manchester City because we pissed the league when we won it. Then we absolutely catastrophically collapsed in the league, and now we're, and now we're we're going through some events, and, and it looked a little bit like it had all fallen apart in January. But now we're here, and now we're not just here in in, in the league again. If we're going to win, it, it you know it, it's very likely that we'll meet City if we get to the final. Very likely you'd meet City in the in the Champions League final as well. So it is it is hard, and it, it, the thing that gets me is. I think back to the season when Liverpool have been successful in cup competitions and who you've beaten to get get to the final and to win it. Winning the Champions League in 2005, a lot made of that AC Milan side. They were amazing. They had miles better players than us across the board. But we beat Chelsea on the way there, who were like that was the title winning Chelsea side. Had already beaten us in the League Cup final that season. We beat champions elect uh, Juventus at, at that point, uh, you know, as well. And then you think about it, 2001, we beat like Roman and Barcelona and all that kind of stuff. You beat these brilliant teams, and but the thing is, this time around. I think we're better than everything else in every other league, but City are this. They're just like the final boss, aren't they? It's like that mid mid match fight yourself, fight your inner demons, and that's what Man City are. And that's why I I, I don't know. It's it's just pure shit, Azzy. I'd just love to, I'd love an easy route Listen, to I mean, a final and know that you've got. I'd love Wigan in the final or something. You know what I mean? Great. The flip side is right. We've had pretty good luck in the Champions League draw. Yeah, it's, unlo- it's well, un- apart from the group stage where we were in the hardest. Yeah, yeah, but even then, the way that the way that turned out, it, I mean, it, it, they weren't all that really. Of of Inter were actually the hardest team we played, weren't they? But like getting Benfica, and that it's it, it's hard. I mean, everyone always says, "Oh, Man City's cup draws and they go far because the draws they do," but they also go far because they're really good. Yeah, it does help and it, it will help. But listen, we've got to the FA Cup semi final, haven't played, you know, a, a relatively relatively straightforward um, fixture list. Really, we've got you know. What was it? Shrewsbury and Cardiff, and then you can go and beat Norwich again. And, and you know, it sounds. And then, and then well, we had Forest. a tough draw in the, in the Carabao, if you think about it. Like, how many Premier League teams did we play in the Carabao? It was, Le- it was Norwich, Leicester, Leicester Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea. That's, and, Come that's, on. Yeah. Like, and it's glossed over. And that's the flip side. It, 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 that's the flip side. It's like, it, it can be a bit look at the draw, and it's unlike that you're going to get the easiest draw every single time. And moreover, to on Chris's point there, we won that competition and still played good, yeah. good, good we, teams. Um, on. So, yeah, leading into the whole point. 
it's a bit metaphysical, but there's a point. There's a point at the end at the end of the season, months from now, and it, it's not long away at all. There's a lot of football to be played and a lot of for grabs, but it's going to be. A, I'm amazed that we're almost there. You know the flip side. It's, it's mad that it's mad. It's mad that it's two years. Two years since we the league shut down because of COVID. That's insane. Um, Can I ask you a question? Like, do you think City, having been in this position a lot recently, because they've constantly been in the semi-finals and finals, we haven't. We've when we've won, obviously with the league. We pissed it, but we, we got knocked out of everything pretty handily. Um, when we were going for the league and the Champions League, there was two competitions. We are we've never been here with three really. It's been a long time since we and it's it's the it's the big three as well. I wonder if that I don't know. I wonder how that plays because City should have an advantage. The flip side is they've never done it. They know in their head they know how hard it is. The closest they got was last year, wasn't it? And they, and they they got beaten a semi final and a final and, and then walked away with with two. I wonder if that's a is there a psychological thing there for us of. We're not used to this, so it's like we're free of it. Or the city have the experience. I, I think you, I think you're looking around the dressing room if you're in Liverpool's dressing room, going, "This is the best squad we've ever had. Yeah. This is why we've all been brought together. Yeah. This is exactly what we need to. We need to go and do what that team that we've been fighting tooth and nail with for four years couldn't. That would drive me on. Yeah, yeah. and also to be to be fair, like this season, Liverpool and Chelsea have already won trophies. Chelsea have won two. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I, don't, I actually don't even know where the charity shield went this year. I wasn't paying attention, but the the um, Leicester one. If you had to guess, didn't Leicester win yeah. it? I don't know. I've no idea. Literally, that is that is genuine news well, to me. Really backed up your point, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if they did, because City have won nothing. But that, and, that, and that's the thing about it is City's recent experience is losing the Champions League final. And now again, I've said this all. I and think, the charity shield, apparently. Well, yeah, apparently. So maybe, maybe not. No way. That might be a lie. No way. No. <laughs> like we check that. No yeah, yeah. way. No. Uh, I mean, I'd be the way. It doesn't matter because it's the charity shield. It's not the same. But the point is, is that they. I, I think. I, actually, I do think. I think City will win the Champions League this season. I think it's. It's just. It's. It's bound to happen eventually. And haven't gone to the final, not done it, but to the point. It was. I was right. There you go. Well done. Ian at your penalty. Well done, in the, Leicester. In the 89th Congratulations, Leicester. Well done for winning the Champions Shield. Apparently, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Seven months later, you've got you've got a hearty well done. For Woo! Them, you guys did it. <laughs> well, Best in England. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Leicester Shire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that might play, play into our favour. And Chelsea, because they always talk about this, like the great teams, they win the League Cup, and it's the stepping stone on for something. I, I, I hope, I just hope that this is that, and there's going to be a pressure situation in a big game at some point in the next two months. And the fact that Liverpool have reached, I've got recent experience because I'm not sure if we didn't have that game. Because all we're we're a long way removed from an important game of football if we don't get in that league. Well, just in general, really, you know, like. It's two seasons, and even they going back to the league. We won the league. It's such a canter. You're going back to the Club World Cup. Is the last time Liverpool were in a so what December 2019? Is that right? Yeah, yeah December. No, twenty. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So like that's a, that's a long while since we've been in a game, a decisive game where you need someone to crop up with a moment of brilliance or whatever to win it. So yeah, um, just in terms of looking ahead to that, obviously international break now, isn't it nice? Touchwood. That Trent's injury has been revealed as not very serious. Yeah. <sighs> Lucky There's that. There's a isn't lot it? of lads missing international duty yeah. this time around. Isn't and the Robbo's got COVID as well. That's yeah. a mad one. Like the the, the Robbo stuff. And I, like, I, I, again, I think a lot's made of the conspiracy theory side of things because 
you do have to have this stuff corroborated. You can't you can't just make up stuff because the international doctors can because they're pricks over it. Like I mean, and the reason you've got that like rule and where you can ban people from playing for for, for club football. I love the idea. Like, oh, come on, Paul. Really, club international club doctors are going to fly out to see someone with COVID and fly back to the squads. I've got a feeling. Come on, they really? Just... There's, there's no fucking way they're going anywhere near anyone with COVID. <laughs> it is the get out of jail free card on international football right yeah. now. Why are you flying into the country set to see a fella with COVID and I'll be back on yeah. the plane? No, 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 no. Images of positive lateral <laughs> flow tests <laughs> and just WhatsApp it to the Scotland team. Just do us a favour, Robbo. Just go and follow Thiago around for the next week. <laughs> just go and get. Co- he's he's obviously a COVID magnet. Yeah, that fella. Yeah. Lad, there's a, there's a lad coughing over there. Robbo, go, go, press, go, run over there, press, yeah. Robbo, <laughs> press them like Edison in that in that, in that game in Anfield. Robbo chasing, <laughs> Robbo chasing COVID down the left wing, just running after COVID. Get me COVID. I don't want to play Poland. Yeah, Klopp's like, it finally got him. No, no, no. He finally got it. He's there fucking going into bins for fucking tissues. In all all seriousness, I hope he's fine. But the, um, yeah, I mean, again, the Trent stuff, it it did just set everyone's spidey sense tingling a bit. Like Trent, who who showed no signs of this whatsoever, and Klopp in the last possible moment, his last public broadcast effectively before going dark for the international break, reveals that Trent has got a hamstring injury. and, and, and then and then since it's been oh yeah, Liverpool expect him to be back in time for April and potentially Wofford maybe the game after but if he's in, in the it. NFL they call it the Friday night news dump when all the journalists have fucking finished five o'clock drop it and it just goes for the weekend and no one's there to pick up the pieces yeah. that's what Klopp's done because there's clearly a lot Dave of thought isn't in the country no chance he's yeah. gone like as soon as that fucking five o'clock hits one see you later <laughs> there's a lot of thought gone into it isn't there because clearly the fact that Salah and Mane were just told to have the weekend off completely you know completely Salah because Salah his foot apparently yeah course, I can feel yeah. my foot look yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait no can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt your foot on my shin yeah there you go um, but, the, but the point is is that they know this, the, the two mega intense games of football it's Friday's the first leg of that, of, that, of that game so they want to make sure that they're, they're capable it's like we know you're going to you're going to want to give everything for your side so go and do that and we'll give you the best possible uh, situation for that so yeah I'm and also that's it you scratch my back I'll scratch yours with the international teams with those players as well isn't it yeah. you know you might see the benefits of that down the line somewhere so when Egypt or Senegal are playing in pointless friendlies during the World Cup <laughs> next yeah yeah next winter this winter <sighs> this winter well it's the next winter both are true right we are going to be talking through um, a couple of the biggest stories tangential to Liverpool Football Club including City topping the Deloitte Money League uh, and, and Frank Lampard deciding that the best way to uh, brush off uh, being handily defeated in the FA Cup is to basically slag off all the goals that were scored and call them a bit crap um, next time can someone give him like rating cards like just numbers out of 10 I'd love to see that yeah, no, not for me. Anyway, um, right, Sam, we've got a break. It is, uh, we've got a crew crazy uh, across our social platforms because Jay Pearson's incredible documentary about Liverpool's crew kit, its origins, and how it came to be a, a cultural icon in the city of Liverpool is streaming right now on Redman Plus. Uh, here's the trailer. Go deeper into the story behind Liverpool's most iconic away kit with this unique feature documentary streaming exclusively now on Redmen Plus. Go to the redmentv.com, sign up and watch it right now. 
Hey, yes. So, yeah, that is streaming right now on Redmen Plus. Go to redmenplus.com, get involved. There's a whole host of amazing documentaries, features and interviews over there, as well as bonus Redmen content and extra shows, including Podcast Extra. We're going to take a bunch of your uh, weirder and wilder ones, the kind of stuff that we actually could not put on YouTube or on public um, podcast. We could, but we wouldn't be allowed for much Yeah, it would be the last one. It would be the last <laughs> one we ever did. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we did one last week. It was good fun, so we're bringing it back again for this week. So, yeah, head over to redbenplus.com, sign up, and you get those shows uh, each and every week and loads of extra stuff as well. Um, boss. I think we might. You did. Yes, I, you well did. <laughs> Um, that was a royal way. Thanks, like you, yeah. You two casually strolled off for a wee while flustered Sai came in and sorted it to, uh, as quick as he possibly could. Uh, and he's done a stellar. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Job right. Um, Nick Harris uh, at Sporting Intel tweeted this week off the back of a Deloitte article. Uh, Hallelujah! It is truly a miracle that Man City are top of Deloitte's global rich list 2022, brackets highest revenue football club in the world 2021. Uh, a, a commercial department like, check scripts, no other. Um, effectively, yes, he said, and it goes on to say, massive props to the Man City commercial team who derive 56 plus percent of their global commercial income from Etihad, Visit Abu Dhabi, Nexon, brackets partners with UAE, SWF, Expo 2020 Dubai, Wager, Koff, Socios Cough, Emirates Palace. How do they do it? Incredible. Um, when you have won the Champions League as often as Man City have done since Sheikh Mansour took over, which is one time less than he's attended a game in 14 years, or M0, then it all makes sense. No? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember, in fact, I don't know if you remember this as well, because we interviewed Ian Air about 10 years ago. Uh, when he was CEO of Liverpool, and he remarked to us a bit offhand about the Man City thing, and his his example was, it's easier for Man City where effectively their owners can come over and decide to pay fifty million quid for a cheeseburger. Yeah, 
and that's how they get around all this stuff. And that's the thing about all this is that, I mean, I, again, it's everyone knows what's going on. The, it's the brazenness, I think, which happened. And I wonder whether, like, Brexit and the way the, the government have been handling just life in general for the last couple of years, it's every and Trump, and everyone seems to have emboldened everyone to just be like, we'll just be a bit more evil in public because no one's going to do anything about it. And I feel it's like City finally... The mask of well, we've look at what Liverpool have spent. We've never spent seventy five million pounds on one centre half when they've spent, but they spent fifty on five. <clears throat> Buying Grealish was the mask slipping because they don't I just don't feel like they care anymore. It's like whatever, we're just going to do what we want to do. If we can get away with the well, they, FFP they, they, stuff, then they, they, they get away work. with the FFP stuff, and that's it. It's emboldened them, hasn't it? Exactly what you're saying there. Manchester City gained money. Real Madrid lost money. Bayern Munich lost money. Barcelona lost money. Manchester United lost money. Paris Saint Germain gained money. Um, Liverpool lost money Chelsea gained money now to be fair to Chelsea I don't think they're quite as bad as the others in terms of how much money gets put into the club but they also won the Champions League so mm-hmm. I can see why a 30 million uptick would have happened because mm-hmm. that you know you can probably walk away with 120 million uh, whereas the previous year they might have walked away with 70 or 80 million so there's that all explained so it's just essentially PSG and Manchester City that have managed to somehow make money when every other club in the world pretty much that's that's good at making money lost. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing about it. It's just we've come to the, the come to the situation where you, Real Madrid and Barcelona and Manchester United and, and to some extent you can see Bayern Munich up there as well have been money making machines because they've been at the top of football for twenty years, thirty years, whatever. So their commercial revenues are huge, and that's why those those badges means that you can go anywhere in the world and see and see that. And and so when you know that those that, that happens, it all fits and it makes sense. Manchester City are not that; they're not a globally recognised brand no. or football club. And so, it's again, it's just every airport has Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Barcelona kitchen them. Every JD up and down the country has them. You might see Liverpool occasionally in those places. You never see Manchester City in any of those places. No. And listen, didn't, it wasn't that recently when, uh, well, it probably was very recent when they had the Premier League vote, like, you know, about self-sponsoring almost. It was, it was pretty much just as Newcastle, but about the Saudis, yeah. and the only two teams who didn't vote for it happened to be Manchester City and Newcastle. Listen, we all know what's going on with, like, Either Manchester City have got the best commercial department in the world where they can wrangle out that extra bit of dough or it is, it's not illegal what they're doing because they got found that they weren't doing nothing technically wrong. It's just literally you can say to you, it's like me saying to Chris, do his favour, Chris, sponsor me for this t-shirt that I'm wearing and pay me five times the amount so we can both clean it through the books. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all it is. Yeah. Like, and and it's, it's, it's brazen, but... They're allowed to do it, so they're doing what they're allowed to do. Listen, if if John Emery comes along and gets the gets us to you know the Boston Red Sox suddenly sponsor Liverpool's away kit with the Boston logo on it, and he pays five times the amount of price, eyebrows would be raised, and it's simple. That's that's all it is. It's that we all know what's happening. They know what what I find really funny is that there's a section, and I'm not, bl- I'm not blaming all Manchester City fans because who just blindly ignore it. Well, we've been brilliant. We know we got the Champions League final. We won loads of trophies. Yet you have. It's the commit. No one's no one's arguing that. Just just own it. Like just just own it. We all everyone knows. Don't 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 beat around the bush. There are you know the it is what it is. We all know what's going on. There is no way that your stadium sponsorship is, it should be worth more than. I don't know what Spotify might pay for my, for the new camp soon, but that it might be that that ends up being the case or similar or what what the Allianz Arena is called the Allianz Arena for a reason. The Etihad 
it's called the Etihad because you know no one's when he's paying an extortionate amount to have you on the kit and in and the training ground sponsored and, by look, them. This is a knock-on impact of the way that because of FFP and it's, the way, it's a workaround. Exactly, exactly. And you know, because I've heard this argument because I remember uh, the Toffee Boys making this argument prior to them being so lost in the world of Everton being in, in a relegation form and all that. Of an owner should be able to spend whatever he wants, provided that debt's not heaped upon the football club. And I and it's funny because I, yeah, like. We wouldn't necessarily want that as Liverpool fans, and again, let's be upfront on this because Liverpool's owners don't have the same financial clout. And if it becomes, if you de- if you if you unlock that, yeah, it's made into a pissing contest. You make it back into the world of when Chelsea when, when, when Abramovich came in and he just goes, yeah, whatever. Jack Walker prior to that, yeah, exactly. Where you can, where you can, and and some people might argue, well, what's the who's asked? And I, yeah, again, that, that there's. The problem with rules is that there's when you when you have to put rules in place, there's people who will just find edges to those rules and find blurred lines within that and operate in, in those, and then they go, well, I'm still within the well, I'm still within those rules. So it's that's capitalism, isn't it? That's yeah. The, the, <laughs> no, the, the thing is, we think about FFP and 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 the Everton fans do and 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 City fans do as about the top. Clubs. It's not about the top clubs. It's about the other ones lower down the leagues and keeping them in it. And it's about sport and integrity across the board and giving everyone an opportunity to be good. Mm. You know, and that's the thing. And it's it, stopping it, it, shortcuts. Yeah, and it, and it is, and it's stopping. Hopefully, it's supposed to stop teams going out of debt. You know, going going into debt. Sorry, and going out of business. And so it's it's you, you can, unfortunately it's very very difficult to have a one size fits all solution to a club that may make half a million over the course of the year to a club that makes 644 million. This is what they came up with. It's not quite fit for purpose, but it's also better than the alternative, which is to lose loads of football clubs, which have historically been great in the communities Mm -hmm. in and around England and all these other places around Europe. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of them things. As I say, the thing that gets me is that, because I, and it's, the problem with the, I don't want to heap this on Man City fans because your football club's your football club, and I know we how we think we that we hold ourselves to a higher moral standard, but we'll never know, and hopefully we'll never have to know. We'll never have to have that tested because you know hopefully Liverpool won't be in a situation where they're owned by like abhorrent an abhorrent regime or or whatever. And again, that's not I'm not specifically naming anyone when I say that. By the way. Um, and hopefully we won't have our off it's our football club or nothing tested in those kind of regards. Because let's be honest, as much as we look we see this all the time, there's people from all different walks of life who support Liverpool, from all different kind of social and economic backgrounds, political backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. And you can you can actually love Liverpool just as much, whether you vote what no matter which way you put your cross in the box every four years or whatever. Um and my thing with the see with the city fans is they're a little bit because there's not lo- there's loads of them, but there's a, there's still enough of them who went through all that strife of being down in the lower leagues and coming back up again and the and the honour that comes with that that they haven't seen that it's not the same football club anymore. It's the old um, only fools and horses together in his, his broom and how he swapped literally every single part of it you know and to the point where it's not the same thing anymore but if you if you're there and you pull your broom out of the cupboards and you go there every single day you would feel like it was exactly the same one so they haven't and they think there's that the honor and dignity overrides all that other stuff but there's tons of people who've just joined man city as fans in the last 10 years literally tons yeah yeah, yeah. and i just go and uh you know and, and dozens 
Bakers still sort of and that's yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, you know what the issue is, right? Right. The issue is there's a rule on Manchester City have exploited that rule and they've tried. This is the issue. Now is that can you close the that often, can you prevent it happening? The Premier League are looking like they were trying to do that, and you, you know the self-sponsoring thing, which is fine. But again, it's it's a bit like FFP in the first place. What FFP did do when it first came in was ring fence the rich clubs because no one else had the chance to catch up. Because mm-hmm. they were, and the, the, if, even if the, if the door closes now on this, City have already done it. It's too. It's it, you know. Jack Grealish plays Manchester City. That isn't going to change now. Yeah. like the horses have bolted. Basically, Everton, Everton are in a mess financially in terms of what they could sign this year because they could they have to comply to FFP. Mm-hmm. Now it was a competitive disadvantage to Everton because they got they they there was a rule that they were no longer allowed to get part because they got to the point. City have got to that point and found a way around it. It just happened to be that you know. Visit Abu Dhabi might just automatically want to spawn be the shirt. Well, again, Everton tried it. that, didn't they? Because they had obviously with Usmanov, they've had the sponsoring the training and they've done their own version of it, but in a much smaller scale. Yeah. And that's what that what it does is it opens up to that, and you've seen it with PSG and Qatar. Now, how many of entities can follow suit with that? But it's just it'll just be it'll be the same thing. Is if you were like if you're Man City or whatever, it's just going to open up if if you free those regulations. There'll just be five football clubs. There'll only be so many that'll happen to you because it won't be worth it happening to more than five or six because there's only so many places that actually you can be asked to to, to do it with. And so it, the landscape will change, but it will it will just you'll have a same situation. It's just who are those lucky five or lucky? In a it's bit all about timing as well, clubs, anyway, yeah. isn't it? You know, you think about Liverpool having most of their success in the seventies and eighties. If that had the change to the nineties and noughties, we'd probably have a league that looks very very similar to France or Germany right now. Mm-hmm. Because of the size of Liverpool Football Club, and and what their commercial teams would have been able to do in that time to grow it, you know, we've seen how Manchester United have been at the top and will continue to be at the top just for being successful in the nineties and noughties. Yeah. They're never going to go anywhere. It was timing of your success and and the money coming into the league and the television deals and globalization and all that type of stuff. Yeah, right. It's it's never going to change. The only thing is that is whether City are, how how far does City have to grow to get to the point where they can be a Man United because. Man United can be owned by anyone now because the brand is so big and they're doing the legitimate sponsorship things. And that's the interesting thing about Man City is that they are still uh, being propped up. They're being, it's like be, they're being pushed into this bracket, being held in this bracket by their ownership group. And if that ownership group goes away and it's not replaced by someone who does the similar a similar type of thing, where would they fall down to? And they would probably fall down to being a... A Premier League level, a good Premier League Tottenham. level football team. Yeah, it, yeah. In yeah, terms of commercial value, like, and I think it must be disheartening if you're Liverpool. Because I, I think what you know, FSG pros and cons. We don't need to go down that debate. One thing they're really good at is the commercial side of things. You know, like the the, the access, you know, the access training ground, the standard charter deal, the deal with Nike. You know, I get press releases every two or three weeks to my email address of Liverpool have signed a new commercial partner doing drinks and food and data and everything. Like, and they're really good at it. Like that must be quite disheartening to be that good, and then you just see someone else going, "All oh, right, well, I'll just phone my cousin who, who runs that, and we'll just go top of this league." Well, that's it. You've, they've got you're fighting against bottomless resources, and that's the thing about it. And you're right, it, and that's again the rules are the rules. If you're allowed to get away with it, you're allowed to get away with it. But it, it's just that thing of, and it boils down to me, and, it, and it's hard because we're so lost in the Liverpool side of things, we're so biased towards it that I'm not truly sure that this is anything more than just our opinion on it. But it does feel like, and it's about honour amongst billionaires, but. 
it just I just I like I just like the way we're doing it more, you know, and that's why there's a satisfaction that will come if Liverpool overcome this again. But it does feel exhausting, it does. you know. And we're just watching. It's like fighting Ivan Drago, isn't it? You no, can, no, you can beat him, but you're every but, fucking day. But like, you're, you're just like, act against you. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, the, you're you ringing every single dropout. There's nothing we're doing that Man City can't do because it's it's just smartness and being canny and being being you know having the right types of people. Eventually, money will win out. It's, I have a flip side. I, I, Liverpool are better because of them. Liverpool have to be better because of them. Yeah. Liverpool have been yep. better on the pitch because of them. Yep. We've both drove, drove each other on. And the commercial part departments and everything else and all the football people that we've had, I believe are better than their football people because mm-hmm. they've had to be yeah. to get anywhere near them yep. because th- that's just the way it is. They're the me. bar and we're trying to reach yeah. it. And, and, and just like it drives you on when they've got, they've got the Premier League trophy and you're a player, it drives you on behind the scenes to go and fat, unearth that gem. It's that thing. Is Liverpool, yep. and it's funny, Liverpool's pre-existing history and brand recognition and all that kind of stuff helps us in that regard because I don't think there's many other football clubs who could go toe-to-toe with that because... It should be United, shouldn't it? It Exactly, exactly. Completely. Um, And and that's that's exactly it. So, you're right. But United became, in, in, in football in terms, a beast. Because of it, you know what I mean? They, they just stopped trying because yeah. they had all that money coming in. Man City and the people that they've got could become exactly the same. Liverpool are running trim. Liverpool have always had to do it like that, fighting for every last fucking scrap. They're hungry and do they want to do it. Paul, sorry, just to move on, send it back to a football sense. Because it's us chasing them, everyone's still pro City. Yeah. And I do feel like it should, again, and, I'm, and I speak to some neutrals, obviously, when they do the around the league show, but a lot of them do, a lot of them are turning around and going now. I'd actually quite like Liverpool to win this league because I think people are starting to get wise with City yeah, for, exactly. a, for a long time. It was City with the new kids on the block, and they, who would they stop? Mate, I cheered the Guerrero's goal like no other. Yeah, yeah. You could stop Man United winning. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck where that money came from then, mm-hmm. but now because we're in it, I'm starting to get closer. And I wonder well, if other people are saying it's a flight well. of fancy, and it's like, I'll be honest, like I, Man City with the team I went on Pro Evo for about four seasons, four or five seasons, because Liverpool weren't good enough to go. You couldn't play online with Liverpool because they were crap. So you go City because you've got no feelings towards them. You can't go Chelsea you can't go Man United yeah. you're not going to go Arsenal because they were crap as well by that point but so you'll go City because you know and 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 you like they were likeable and they like the they like the players and all this and that you're right and as I was saying my point earlier the mask has slipped a bit like Tottenham fans now hate Man City because they've tried to steal their you know, steal you know what I mean like we've got to try to prize away their their asset for ridiculous for ridiculous money. The Villa fans have got the same sort yeah. of feeling about them. England fans have started to say and it's it's sometimes it's the most simplistic of things because we've seen it. Football mood is dictated almost entirely by transfers because everyone thought Liverpool were shite for three seasons because they didn't spend lots of money on transfers and other clubs did. Now that City are starting to operate like that, they're starting to operate more Bond villainish. Yeah. It's Easier for your average football fan to see exactly it's, it's it, overt and it's more like easy to hate. I say in recent off, I spoke to Nicky from West Ham TV, uh, loads of them guys, Watford podcast we had on, we had a load on Brighton, and they've all said similar things. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind Liverpool winning it because, I, like you say, I think everyone's starting to see 
It was funny because well, everyone dislikes us because we're the team to dislike. It's easy, to, you, you know, we're easy to dislike for a lot of different reasons. Culturally, you know, our fan base on Twitter can be a bit weird at times as well. You know, there's a big media presence around us which people resent. So I think at first everyone saw City as the rage against the machine, but now they are the machine, yeah. and we're and we're almost raging back against them. And I'm starting to feel like although everyone there's plenty of people who still hate us, and we'll quite gladly just watch Man United slip away and watch Man City win all the time because. You can easily explain that. Oh, well, he got the most money, it's fine. I think that there are, we, we are starting to get to a section now where there are other fans of other clubs going, actually, Liverpool, yeah, they are they are brazen times and they are a bit annoying and stuff, but what they are doing is they are doing it the, the right way, you know, as right as you can be with, with billionaires, you know, I, yeah. I, I understand that. I just wonder, is there a time where City become hated? Like, Man United were hated in the 90s. Yeah. Are we getting, are we getting towards problem, City being my, that? My, my worry is, what I was going to say, is that, if they get to a point, and I said this all along, if they win that European Cup, that puts them it in legitimizes a bracket. That legitimises yeah. it. puts them in a bracket. It unlocks a bunch of new fans for them. And yeah, all that same kind of PSG, stuff. yeah. Exactly. And then if they get to enough trophies, all of a sudden, it's like Chelsea. Like People go, now you can't sing, you've got no history song, because they have. Because they've been there long enough and they've won enough. They're a big, they're a big proper football team now. Doesn't matter that it's only been a twenty-year project, slightly, slightly less than that. Um, they now at a point where they they'll go on. But their reputations, and their reputations enough that even if they had a mediocre owner, people are still going to come to Chelsea because it's Chelsea and there's a, there's a lot around it. Yeah. My worry is that people won't cotton onto it until it's too late, and City are so established they've got a bunch of history. They've got loads of trophies. They've got loads of historic players. All of a sudden, and then they they're. A, they're a proper a proper entity, yeah. and then you kind of go like we are with Chelsea now, going, oh well, you kind of can't begrudge them it because they've they've been successful. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Anyway, look, that was thoroughly miserable. Let's talk about how <laughs> shit ever. <and> I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah. Um, Frank Lampard decided that the best possible way to deflect from them being comfortably knocked out of the FA Cup at Crystal Palace was to rank the goals in the most childish way possible. We've actually got, well, we're going to play the clip because it's it, just for context. We made it tough, take responsibility, players take responsibility. Quarter final of a cup, start really well, control the game, allow um, a goal yeah. from a corner, allow another average goal, then <laughs> a fluke goal, then another average goal. Take responsibility. <laughs> Come here to try and get in the semi-final, and we gave Palace a pass to get into the semi-final without having to do much. Palace didn't play that well. <laughs> we are shit. <laughs> Fluke goal, average goal. That was just a, that was just a yeah, stupid, silly, smelly goal. <laughs> It was a smelly goal. That stank. It stank. If you take away the four goals you scored against yeah, our yeah. no goals, you win. You won that bad goal. Palace didn't play well. What did the Romans do for us? What did the Romans do for us? That's so funny. Oh, I, it's so that's sweet. what Everton's own Twitter. That's Everton's Everton allowed that to go out. Yeah. That's what's fascinating on that. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, he's officially a blue. Yeah, He's, that, that proves it now. <laughs> Just incredible <laughs> levels. Well, to be fair, he Bad didn't goal. blame us for anything in that, so he's yeah. not quite been indoctrinated fully yet. Yeah, but he's he, well he on his do way. It, he didn't do the, the wall pushing arms and then get off. Like you <laughs> know what I mean? Like it's uh, no, honestly, it like 
like, wow. Managers have done this since time of memoriam of your post-match interview is your opportunity to speak directly to the fans and basically On the tell them media, what you, by the way. Yeah, and tell them what you want them to believe. Hodgson's a master of it. Allardyce is a master of it. You can get yourself more time in the job by just basically, because you've got, it's like people who read like Red Top Media, there's a good way to just win a percentage of your target demographic by having the headlines out there because people will just read the headlines and they'll believe that because they just take that as gospel. And Frank Lampard clearly understands that. But, I mean, he <laughs> just thought it was a fluke goals. It's like getting knocked Fine then, Frank. Well, you're still in. You're still in the cup, mate, because it was only a fluke. It's imagine, like, I got knocked out. I got knocked down four times in that box of lucky punch. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Punch didn't see that one. Ca- caught me on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I was blinking. I was, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Sneezed just as you threw that one. Lucky yeah. Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not that bigger than me. You're not that hard. You're, you're, yeah. you're asleep on the floor. It was a very. It, it, I, I, I used to prefer this other ones. His you know, laughing one. Oh, yeah, it was good. You know, it was a little mood yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. This one, there was no mood change. It was constantly, it was aggressive towards. You got beat 4 0 and called the other team shit. How shit are you? Yeah, you got beat 4 0 by a shit team. Then that's yeah, even yeah, worse. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they weren't good, how bad we, How bad did you have to be? And, I, and the thing is, I think that's what he's trying to say, sort of. Where shit. Yeah, he's, but he's too, he can't. Come out and 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 slaughter them, yeah, because he's he's just in a weird position. And the problem is, it's like good good example of this. So Gerard has been quite bullish as as Villa manager. Rather bullish as Kelly at the weekend. Yeah, by the way. yeah, absolutely. Means they did a good bit on the around the around the league show this week on Plus. Uh, go and check that one out. But even in the early days, he was quite brazen. If you, yeah, if you want to be, you know, we need people to step up. He, he, he slaughtered the players without being totally too on the nose, but it was quite clear. It was like. I'm having to build stuff. There's a lot of players here that aren't really good enough and aren't really at the standard that we need. I need investments, but I need to. I, I haven't. I know there's players you need to step up. I need money and stuff. But that's fine because Villa are sound. Villa are just going to finish mid table and maybe lower mid table, and that's cool because he's got enough there that you can build from that and do more in the summer. Lampard's got to keep them in the division, so we actually can't come out and say these are all shit because what's he going to do? Like what, it's okay. The Everton fans are doing it for them. No, but that, but that, that's the, that's their all of their problem. They're circling the drain, and they're like they're fucking pressing the flush. They're faster and faster. You know what I mean? And like they're, they're sticking the fingers in and whirling it round, getting shit everywhere. And, and while while they're doing it, like it's just what a very strange analogy. No, I know. I went with it. Um, they um, why? Yeah, it's, they're, but they're doing everything. They, they, Is that, this something that you do? No, but that's that, 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 everything. They are so bad. That they're taking extreme. They're going to extreme measures. I can't believe you made that up on the spot. That's come from somewhere. <laughs> no, no, genuinely. Like, yeah, I am. Um, but that, but that's that's where they're at. Is that they are they're sticking their fingers? I've never them. seen. It's like the worst, most catastrophic Why, things happening. He's chopping it up with his finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, get but, it down the get down the plug hole. But to, to illustrate, why is it in the plug hole? Why is it in the sink? We're not letting this go, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> where does this come from? Yeah. With a deep dive, a dark point in your mind. It's to illustrate the point of. The situation is so bad. The whole thing, the the fans, the fans are at the whole thing. So the fans are the fingers on the team of the poo. Go with it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Level itself out (laughs) to the point of Everton are going down. Yes. And they are making, they're doing everything in their power to the point of lunacy, of of, of exacerbating that. To make it go down even quicker. It's like, like, how come we make this worse? I'll fucking stick me hand. I'll stick me hand in there as well. Like, Drop the potato, Marshall. No, 
honestly, fucking genuinely, it's fucking mental. Like, I mean, it's spit on it. Yeah, because that's like, what would you do? How would you make? How would you make it? How do you make a turkey? Get the stick blender in, please. Yeah, yeah, honestly. What would you? What should you have said though? I, I can't say that. It, maybe it is. It, it wasn't good enough. But we were good. Again. We were good on first. They were inconsistent. We need to learn. That's the, the basics he, of it. Mixed messages because he's saying they were they were all lucky goals. But he's also and then he's saying they weren't that good. But as your point, they're all. He's also saying, well, we we could. What he needs beat to say is. Good. They didn't. They didn't have to play well to beat us, and that's a concern. Uh, yeah, he does, and the, the point is because we were crap. Have, he hasn't got a fucking clue to what to say yeah. because he's he's not an experienced football manager, and he's never experienced this as a player. So he's got no life experience to draw upon. He's just used to being good yeah. and things being good and working out for him because he's Frank Lampard yeah. is that Sean Dice he goes yeah bad day of the offers we'll learn from it we'll go again and he, he'll, he'll just dismiss that it's happened because that's what because he knows yeah I know every now and then we're going to get battered because we're, we're quite crap he's like Hodgson's the same yeah we'll learn again and we'll go, uh, but that's what Lampard hasn't got he hasn't got the experience of the relegation battle he's like a middle class upper middle class kid who's had everything and all of a sudden they face life and it's not, not everything's not being handed to them and now I am speaking from fucking experience mm-hmm. and everything's not you know handed to them on the platter and they can't work it out because it's always worth and they, they've never had to w- understand what goes into getting you to that situation yeah. and the fact is he, he, writes, he, he can't what can he say what, what does he say there we need more. We need more fight. We need more endeavor. The you know maybe that's the stock answer he needs to give. The point is, is that and again, he doesn't know what to say. The Everton fans don't know how to conduct themselves around it because they are they are going to be responsible for taking them down as much as anything. Or as, as a Burnley fans there. know how to be in a relegation battle. Watford fans know how to be in a relegation Everton battle. Everton fans have just been beaten down for twenty years and told they're the worst. So it's self fulfilling prophecy time. They genuinely believe that the worst, all the worst things can happen to them because every time they think the worst has happened, something even worse happens. We have it got like the most Everton thing ever. You know, again we talk about. Getting beaten with a B team in the league, and then Liverpool put a C team of children and Pedro Kiravea in in the FA Cup and knocked them out. And Divock Origi and all these things. We keep redefining the most hilarious ways to ruin their day. And but that becomes a point where they they they'll drag them down because they think, well, they've got no hope left. And they've got no fight, and there's no reason to fight, and they don't want to fight because they don't want to get themselves up for the fight in case it goes wrong and they look st- Stupid so what's them. the what's the end game here from Everton's Twitter account? Are they thinking this will rally the fans? Because it's like it's one thing recording it and saying it, but it's a completely different thing putting it out from your official Twitter. They haven't got a fucking clue. What they're just morons. They've, it's the manager. It's just the manager's post-match interview, and I don't think they've thought about it for a single second. And maybe they have a glimmer of hope of going. Ah, the manager's saying it's okay because they were free goals. She cares. Maybe yeah. they'll like that. I don't know. I, but ultimately, it's probably just because. Tick box. It's the manager's post-match interview. We can't tell the manager what to say. We can't go. That was a sh- shit. Frank, no. Did it. anyone check the comments of that and see what the reaction was yeah. from the Everton? I saw Pad- Paddy Power did that fan denials on it, and it's hilarious. He's like, the, I think one the best one I've was like, it was really based on was that's like I say that that's the thing I say when I lose on FIFA when you get when you get beat online, <laughs> four nil, lucky goal, fluke goal, offside, bad goal. 
didn't even count. Nil nil. I'd feel better than you. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. Here so we go. Frank couldn't rage quit that one though. I got a good idea. The five year plan. Uh, friends of ours, Crystal Palace podcast. Uh, put a, put the old like guy putting the clown makeup on. Beam on. Uh, start con- <laughs> start really well. Control the game. Allow a goal from a corner. Allow another average goal. Add a fluke goal. Another average goal. Take full responsibility. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just amazing. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. And and again, it's just Brilliant. stupid. Peter Lee there. Can I thought he was deflecting playing as the first half of players we had was reckless ha 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 yeah he's a shit manager he's not good enough to be there he's not good enough to be their manager ultimately he's not good enough to get out there's a reason why all these clubs hire these relegation specialists in this situation you don't hire progressive attacking well attacking managers in these situations you don't with the exception being maybe Eddie Howe but they spent their way out a bit as well. But also, they? Eddie Howe is an incredibly experienced football manager. He's been in relegation battles before. Yeah, and he knows how, and he's a good coach, and he's an experienced coach, years of Premier League experience. So he can call up, and, and he's been a, a footballer at an average level as well, and being up and down, those kind of things. We just need uh, Daishi or Hodgie to short the shit out. Because the they, they, they might stay up here because of how bad the teams below them are. But that's, the only, that's the saving grace. They fucked it with the Allardyce thing by giving Allardyce the job. Mid season, so they blew, they blew that, and now they couldn't, they wouldn't dare give Allard, uh, give an Allardyce the job because the fan base would absolutely riot because of how disastrous that ultimately well, ended up a, being. Was the, the Porto guy, wasn't it? When they were doing, they were spray painting on the sides of the yeah. building. He went, he, the, the guy was literally on the telly saying why you should get the job. <laughs> so that was very evident as well. Just this, this shite, and I would, I do, I, I worry for them in as much as I can worry for them because I can't see. I worry the that they're stay up. That, that's my the, worry. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that's going to let them off is just. Bailey and Wofford being Bailey and Wofford being horrendous, and, that, and that's the only thing that's going to save them this season. Um, right, okay, let's wrap up. Any other business? I think you want to bring to the table what you've been doing, what you've been watching, what you got coming up this week. Uh, I've got a stat show coming up today uh, with John Harrison, who's a goalkeeper analyst. So we're doing an. Uh, I put the agenda together yesterday, and he sent me some stuff over this morning. My word, it is in depth. I like it's crazy. Um, it's so so good. Like, um, so hopefully we'll have a good little segment of that to, to be able to put up on socials and stuff. I'm really really looking forward to that one. That one's three thirty today. In other news, and I think I told you this at the weekend. Went away at the weekend with the family. Went on a big walk, and um, did I tell you that Lyra got stuck in some mud um, and like a bit of a bog? Okay. So we were we were on a bit of a walk. We were about an hour away from where we were staying. We'd we'd gone on a big long walk and stuff, and she got stuck in a bog. So I'm like, right, I've got to go in here and get her out. So I run in. But but did you have like a song playing in your head? Like I need a hero. Banana man, but. So, so I run over and I'm like, oh shit, I've not thought this through. I just ran over to try and get her before she fell. So I grab her and sort of throw her out the way. But as that's happening, my foot is going to Australia. Like it is deep. You're deep. in the bog now. So I'm in, walking, I'm in walking shoes, not walking boots or wellies or anything like that. So I pull my, push off with my right foot and my shoe is, is, is gone. I can't see. I can see. I can see the heel of it. 
and then I have to step through the bog to be able to get back to, to everything. So then I have to send my wife in after my shoe, and my, my foot is covered in fucking mud and water and all that, that type of stuff at this point. So Kat nearly flies into it as she's trying to pull my shoe out. You know, that whole back thing and that. She, she manages to keep it up, and I'm now left with this dilemma. We're an hour away from where we are. We've had a big walk so far. We're about half an hour away from the sort of midpoint of the walk where we'll turn around. So I've got at least an hour and a half walking. I've got one really, really muddy, wet sock and a shoe that's covered in fucking mud. What do I do? Do I take the sock off and risk um, blisters with a wet foot inside a, inside a muddy shoe? Or do I keep the sock on? So I kept the sock on and put this muddy, wet shoe into... The, the walking shoe to carry on. We then have to go... We're, we're, trench foot. Honestly, mate. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like, I can't describe on this show. If it was the other show, I'd describe what walking was like with that muddy, wet shoe. There you go, the podcast extra later on, Redman Plus. So then we're going to some stepping stones, but the river's burst, it's banged. So I didn't know this, but Kat's taking photos of me and the girls going over the stepping stones, but there's water all on them like flying down down the sort of rapids a bit. So I get to the other side and there's two that are completely submerged in water by about this much, maybe eight inches, something like that. And I, and I turn around to see where Kat can help me and she's at the other side taking photos, the prick. <laughs> so I'm now just like left on my own. I'm like, I've got to go. So I, I have to just walk through these wet, uh, like basically I walk through a river at this point. So now I've got one muddy wet shoe and one completely soaking wet shoe. And the girls are in wellies, they're having the time of their life. And then there's a, there's another put where it's probably two and a half foot of water on the bank where it should be st- like should be a path where I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do here? Luckily Swim. there's a log there. So I balance, someone dragged the log in. So I'm balancing down the log, like, like, and then I sort of tumble into the water a little bit because I'm not great at balancing. Certainly not on a log that does this. And then I'm like, great. I've got to go back. So we have to do the whole thing again. So so by the time I got home, my foot was in a bad way, to be honest with you. This and my mood... Follows. It, 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 it wasn't great. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, the new Uncharted game. Sounds a bit extreme for me, to be perfectly honest. Like, um, yeah, the good old, the good old... We went to Arcade Club, absolutely, with me, me with my son, my cousin and his kids, and basically wiped the floor with all of them on a lot of, a lot of video games. It's just good to see. I'm a big fan of just good, like, shooting games, feeling like a real dad... Really dominating, on, shoot, well, dom- fair, dominating like. on shooting games is definitely something that makes you feel more masculine. Bluey, the cartoon, has got a lot to answer for in my life. Right. Have you, the, the Australian dogs, yeah. anyone who's got kids? Oh, mate, it's amazing. It's actually funny. It's actually all right to watch. The Granny's episode, top tier. They play Shadowlands. So I went to um, Stanley Park with my kids the other day. They wanted to go down. I don't know why. They, but anyway, I next minute we're playing Shadowlands. And it's all right, I'm an idiot, as we all know, generally. So the kids, obviously, the aim of Shadowlands is you have to stand on shadows. If you go in the light, the crocodiles eat you or something. So walking on these things. And next minute, I'm just, I'm a bit like, like, I'm saying, oh, the kids look boss, get some photos and stuff. Next minute, low branch, fuck. <laughs> right, they've just sneaked through it. And, it. and it wasn't, not only a branch, it was a branch, but it was like thorns. It was, no, like, I don't know, it's, it's like holly leaves, but I don't know what they are, or spike. And basically, 
right into it, and I, and I go, ah, oh, my head, and I turn around, the kids just laughing at me, and there's a there's a thorn, there's a there's a leaf in pale, like thorned in my head, and I was like, fucking bluey, you bastard thing! <laughs> I was just like, all the way home, chunting, and I was driving home, and Claire's just laughing at me, going, not watching bluey again, not watching bluey, and I'm, I'm flaming this poor Australian dog for me not being able to watch where I'm going because yeah. I'm too busy being a social media dad trying to take photos. It's my own fault, but it pissed me off. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I, well, we've all we've all been there, not literally being impaled by a by a leaf but I was stuck in my head it was, I should have took a photo but I was, I was like I pulled it out it was fuming since like my weekend was alright by, by comparison <laughs> oh I did get I did get suckered into last night watching Fresh on Disney Plus which is the new Sebastian Stan film um, you tweeted about his penis yeah it, like this, I've watched two pieces of Sebastian Stan content and you tweeted about a little mermaid in response you could, I didn't he said I'm watching Disney Plus and the, the, the strings he obsessed with Sebastian Stan's penis but I didn't see the stands and I just thought he was watching the little mermaid remake or something <laughs> and there's a fucking Jamaican crab just, just whipping his knob out yeah <laughs> if you were yeah between Pam and Tommy and Fresh um, I, I, it, Sebastian Stan's penis has been on screen more than I expected it to be <laughs> in my life in the last in the last few weeks and um that film yeah it's a good film but fuck me like it's hard it's hard work that anyway um so yeah I'm a little scarred today but not as scarred as literally literally Sebastian Stan's penis um <laughs> uh, right okay we had some super chats uh, trick Josh honestly quality wise would you rather have City squad representing Liverpool or our current current squad I wouldn't change our lads for the world no, yeah not a chance uh, La Chill uh, this team equals their ability to manage themselves in the chaos of expectation the boys have this amazing ability to captain the ship themselves I think that's absolutely spot on there um, the construction of the squad has been first rate and Leon Gale he says Benfica both games and City both games you have to choose one choose to win one draw two and lose one which results are you picking for each, each game and why you'll have to say that again for me so we play City in the league City in the cup and Benfica you have to win one, draw two, lose one. I would win a Benfica one and lose a Benfica one mm-hmm. and go through an aggregate. I would take drawing against City in the league because uh, th- I still think they've got another wobble in them. And I would draw with City in the FA Cup and then beat them on penalties. Okay, I'm, I'm happy with that. I think that'll do. Um, right, Sam, we've got loads more questions to come on Podcast Extra over on Redman Plus. Uh, Kate Witherspoon asked, uh, if you could have an Aguero moment in the, the season, which play would you want to score that winner to get us in the Premier is- League? Uh, amongst <laughs> other things, uh, yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of other things, like um, if Liverpool, if the Redman team was participating in Survivor, who's most likely to win? Who'd be the first to be voted off? And who'd be the most likely to orchestrate a brutal blind side? Um, let us What's know. Survivor? It's like a TV show where you fight for survival. Okay. We'll get, we'll, we'll, I like the one... Okay, we'll talk about this in a bit. Yeah, anyway, for more of us, unrated, X-rated and beyond, the stuff that we cannot broadcast here on YouTube or beyond, uh, get over to Redmen Plus and check out Podcast Extra. And, of course, go and check out Jay's incredible Ecru documentary streaming right now on redmenplus.com. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who's watched us live here on YouTube. Podcast back next week at 10.30. And, of course, if you're listening after the fact on podcasting services, then leave a five-star review. That's amazing if you could do that. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Pleasure. See you in, well, now. Uh, uh, see you all over on uh, a podcast extra. Ta-da.